The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, MASH Minute. Welcome back to MASH Minute, where we analyze the 1970 Robert Altman film, which features a whole lot of football, one minute at a time. (laughs) I'm Megan Coleman. I'm Tierney Steele, and I'm guessing our guest today is football. Football! <laughs> football! <laughs> is this football minute now? Have we entered? Have we, we have entered, entered football, football minute, specifically minute 99, which starts with everyone screaming and jumping up and down as the march plays over the football game, and it ends with mash number 10 running around avoiding tackles. Woohoo! And you can tell that I wrote that note before I, fi- you know, lined up everyone's uniform number with who they are, because that's Duke. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to the adorableness of Duke just like running in circles, <laughs> dodging people, <laughs> not knowing what he's doing, let's start with what we don't know what we're doing, which is talking about a football game. <laughs> An American football, just to make it clear. Oh, right, right, right. For our international audience, my apologies. American football game. We talked a little bit. Like, I've got some history with football. When I was a freshman and sophomore, there was a girl on the football team. And she graduated. And so my junior year was the first year that McMahon hadn't had a girl on the football team in, you know, a while. And everyone was like, it's kind of weird. We'd gotten used to it. And then I was in all but four plays of the Powder Puff game. And my friend Jen apparently was doing very well, too. She was also she also played offense and defense. I think that's what like attracted their eye. And we actually were invited to try out for the football team, the for real football team. The tricky thing was I was already working summers at camp. So that would have been weird. Like I, first of all, I was getting this invitation and I was like, I'm out of here in like two days. Oh God, wait, what's happening? And then I would have had to leave camp early to come back for practice. I, I, it it was just kind of weird at that. And Jen had just been offered drum major for the band and she was like I think I want it like that's kind of the culmination of four years of high school whereas this would just be something that I'm starting totally new my senior year that's kind of weird and so but no one wanted to like say no because it was such a cool idea and we'd known the girl Sam who was on the football team like she was our friend Kari's older sister so it felt doable but what it really came down to was my mother said I could do it if Jen's mom said it was okay and Jen's mom said she could do it if my mother said it was okay (laughs) and then they both sat back and waited for us to get busy over the summer and forget about it (laughs) so I never did try out I don't know if I would have if I would have made it I think they would have been a little more lenient with us Um, And again, it's not like they were putting us, you know, oh, we need a quarterback to lead the team to victory. It was just kind of like, hey, we like figured it out and all the teams in FCAC got used to us needing two locker rooms. So (laughs) if you want to come join us. 
But like, that's the extent of my experience with football is that and then the next year when we still played Powder Puff as seniors, which was nice because we got to win that year. But I never, my mom was super into football, watching it, not playing it. And so I grew up with football on TV. And so this whole John Philip Sousa playing over it thing feels very familiar to me. (laughs) Did you grow up in a football house? Uh, yes. Pats fans. Even though now I find Pats fans thoroughly annoying, which could be a whole other <laughs> podcast, I'm sure. But it's a self-loathing thing. <laughs> I don't, you know, and like it's funny. Like my dad also really, really, really is obsessed with Michigan football. I don't know Michigan, what. Michigan, right? Michigan, Michigan, like okay, good, so, like you know that that Michigan, not Michigan State, not not green and white, right? I thought about going to Michigan State for library school, and he kind of gave me this look, like I mean, I'd still love you. But, <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, but Michigan. Yeah, he's all about that, you know, blue and gold. Yeah, so I don't, and I don't know why. And he, he's more into college football these days, too. Though mm. last year we had a lot of fun watching Kansas City Chiefs because Mahoney's is just, Mahomes is Mahomes. And, you know, he's, he's so much fun to watch. You know, I don't know how Robert Altman felt about football, but obviously he was comfortable having this big sequence in his film. And he's from Kansas City, so maybe there you guys you go. would have had stuff to talk about. Yeah, maybe. Kansas City's doing kind of good these days. Woohoo! Yeah. Well, I mentioned it because in the book about music and Altman films that I read, that mm-hmm. I reference, it mentions that the football game montages are designed to imitate old movie tone or March of Time newsreels. Basically, the idea being like, it looks like the football montage you would get if you were going to the news or going to the movies, seeing the news. Oh, right. They were doing like kind of the recaps, like play of the day and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, the sequence parodies sports montages typical of newsreel sports reports from the mid-1930s through the early 1950s. Sousa's marches were used often, possibly because Sam Fox, Sousa's publisher, supplied the music for these newsreel series. (laughs) There you go. A beautiful little coincidence. And now, of course, it's in the public domain, so it's super easy to just slap the Washington Post march on your movie. Ta-da! We are seeing the game be played. There is football being played in front of us, and I want to make it clear that we are, when I say, like, Duke is dodging players, I mean Tom Skerritt is running in circles on this field. (laughs) Yes. It's not 100%. Uh, There is a quote from Donald Sutherland. I opted out of playing the San Francisco Giants after the first day because I got crushed. (laughs) Because a lot of these guys are professional football players or semi-professional football players and donald sutherland is Is not not. (laughs) (laughs) um and i'm sure many of the actors were like you know what i'm good here elliot gould's like i don't need to be in all these plays (laughs) but they all you know they're suited up they're all out there for at least a little bit of it yeah and and they're they're all wearing helmets so yeah I mean, maybe. I don't know exactly what is where, but it's pretty easy to body double someone in a football uniform, complete with helmet. Mm. But did Elliot Gould and I, I don't recall seeing anything saying like Elliot Gould and Donald Sutherland played football like in high school or anything like that. I don't like think that. so. 
But I think Tom Skerritt might have. Okay. If I remember correctly. I think yeah. I saw something that like he might have played in high school for a bit. I mean, not that he was like really great or anything, but. Well, and it's movie magic. You right. know, you put them in the uniform and you say, run over here. You know, here's your mark. They can hit a mark. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I actually was just reading about all the amazing ways that you fake a baseball game on screen, because I find that absolutely fascinating. Like, how much do you have to teach an actor, and how do you make an actor who can throw a very slow pitch look like they're this amazing pitcher? Mm. It's even easier here. They're much more anonymous. <laughs> just get them out there for a little bit. But yeah, they really suited up their actors and trotted out to Griffith Park. That's where this is filmed. People who have been to LA, those hills should look very familiar <laughs> in the background because they literally just went to the football field in Los Angeles. I'm very entertained that when you Google image search Griffith Park, Los Angeles football field, granted, it's not like at the top, but there is a picture of Harvard Stadium. (laughs) Like it must be pinging something, but it just, I don't know, caught my eye. Anyway, there's been a ton of stuff filmed in Griffith Park. And it does not specify where, because obviously I haven't been there. Megan, you have. I'm assuming uh, it it's not night. a small area. <laughs> it, w- it was at night, though. So like we were just for there for the observatory, pretty much. Okay. Which is gorgeous. I mean, it looks gorgeous at night. I want to go so bad. All right. Whatever. We'll figure that out off air. Go at night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> filming locations matching Griffith Park. 4730 Crystal Springs Drive, Los Angeles, California, USA. Sorted by popularity ascending. The top one is Halloween 2007. Oh, I was going to ask which one. Yeah. Also, A Star is Born 2018. Oh, I never saw that new one. In between those is Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. (laughs) And then we get to number four. Sorted by popularity on this day of our Lord, November 9th, 2019. We have another Star Trek connection to our film. Oh, Star Trek Voyager filmed (laughs) some stuff in Griffith Park, apparently. Oh, interesting. I don't know what. I don't know what Back to the Future filmed there. Or Van Helsing. Or Heathers. Or Hook. Or Airplane. Murder, She Wrote. Army of Darkness. Jerry Maguire. King Kong 1933, the Batman TV series, the Blues Brothers, House on Haunted Hill, Caddyshack, Anchorman, the original movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Donald Sutherland probably felt very comfortable, (laughs) War Games, one of my favorites, absolute favorites, the 1956 Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, yeah, that's, oh, okay. Sunset Boulevard, Smokey and the Bandit, Rebel Without a Cause, Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, that's also why I think it should go at night. (laughs) Also, 2002's The Scorpion King. Cool. Pee-wee's Big Adventure and coming in at number 50, sorted by popularity for things filmed with the location Griffith Park, the TV series Rawhide. All righty. That's a list. That is why I felt moved to read from it to you all. I mean, it's a whole thing. And I think originally they weren't sure where they were going to feel. It was like, oh, well, this doesn't this doesn't look like Korea. And then it was just like, yeah, but our set is literally mud and we can't play football there. 
Yeah. Well, and do you think that Hammond's team would even show up to play That's football true. in the mud? Like, I don't think so. So you could This always- is very clearly the 325th Evax deal. Yes. Right. And they have nicer things, apparently. So. Well, they're not For three miles reasons. from the front. Well, exactly. There's that. and you know. They're not mobile. <laughs> they're not mobile. They could have some stability that way. So one thing that I started it last minute, but I have to bring it up here because it made me laugh really hard at myself, is when I first watched this movie, Taking Notes, to do a podcast on it, I said, oh my god, they made Mulcahy his own little priest baseball cap. And then I was like, wait, is that just the mash cross? But now I'm looking at it more, and I think it is Mulcahy's special little priest baseball cap. I think, Yeah, it looks like they just kind of extended the, the <laughs> cross down on that one. I don't know why it delights me so much. It's just adorable. (laughs) I basically want Radar sweatshirt. Oh my god, this MASH sweatshirt that they're all wearing on the sidelines, I want. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I had to bring that up because I really went on an emotional journey looking at it. But basically, you know, they're out playing. Jones is on the sidelines is head wrapped in a towel for Cause, disguise? Because I know, I'm like, really? That that's your disguise is is a towel. <laughs> like maybe from behind that might work, but I'm not so sure about the what front. What weird babushka look is this? <laughs> oh, he's so disguised. I know, like, hey, buddy, we can still see your face from the front. <laughs> Wouldn't you think that would draw more attention and they would be wondering who is the guy standing next to Blake with a towel wrapped around his head? Wouldn't it make more sense for him to just wear his helmet? Oh my god, yes. Yes, it would. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand that theory. Also, I have decided I will try and keep track and correct myself to call him Jones because I did find a quote from Fred Williamson saying this was my first film I happened to be in the right place at the right time but then also he's talking about Altman Mm -hmm. he allowed me to be spear chucker I wasn't thrilled about the name but I knew I could overcome it Mm. and so I had mentioned before like well Fred Williamson obviously you know you don't see things about him speaking out like oh this horrible thing. I so regret being in it. He obviously doesn't. But it's kind of like, okay, he had some concerns yeah. at the time. So you know what? Dr. Oliver Jones, and that's fine. Harmon. Well, no, I think it was Oliver. Oliver Jones. It was Oliver. Ollie. Let's call him Ollie for the rest of the film. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie. Ollie could have been in the TV show, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> totally caught up. And Ollie's making a comeback now. It's a super popular name. So it's beautiful. It's all together. I like the part, you know, I was in the right place at the right time. He's talking about his acting career. But one person who was just literally in the right place at the right time is number 88 on the EVAC team, Ben Davidson. Of course, he doesn't have a name. He's number 88. It's an uncredited role. Everything is terrible. He's from LA. He might have been living in San Diego by this point in time, but like he's from Southern California and he's a pro football player Woohoo! so yeah uh green bay packers 1961 washington i don't say that either for the beginning of the 60s and then with the oakland raiders so when they went recruiting for a football team he was in the right place at the right time (laughs) it's like hey you want to come play some football You want to complain? And he was in other, he was in Conan the Barbarian. He was in a couple things. And, you know, he's one of two people who I think should have credit as an actor, kind of. Even he's not doing as much as number one in the, for the EVAC team. Should we talk about Superbug? Sure. 
So Joan Ollie mentions that he remembers this guy from the pros because they have a ringer. <laughs> Mash went and got a pro drafted into the army. And so did the 325th. Hamid has recruited someone called Superbug, who had one year with the Rams before the army got him, according to Ollie. Yeah. And this puts Hawkeye in a panic. You know, you got to come in now. He says, no, no, no. Stick to the plan. Right. Just got to get him out of the game. We'll figure it out. Superbug is played by Super Nat. Noland Smith. <laughs> nice. His nickname was Super Nat because he was short and light. Like, and you see that in this yes. movie compared to the other players. He's just running on he the just field. He zips around the field, yeah. Exactly. He In the movie, he is with the Rams. In real life, he was with the Kansas City Chiefs. Woohoo! And the 49ers. I like Mahones. What can I say? I just, I really loved that his nickname in the pros was super nat <laughs> and they just kind of slightly His changed it here is super bug <laughs> but i want people to watch him in this movie because again uncredited whatever and when you look on imdb unlike ben davidson he just has mash and then known for the nfl on cbs the nfl on nbc like oh, he just so be, like, he did commentary yeah. he appeared as himself on things I think there's a missed opportunity here. I think he is doing some genuine acting in this movie. <laughs> he is not just playing football. He has lines and a story arc. <laughs> I just wanted to call it out early so people can look for that. And sorry, I'm just I'm closing tabs as I go along so that I don't have 8 billion things <laughs> open. <laughs> look, I saw that list for Griffith Park and I knew it had to be read. I don't know where in Griffith Park they were. I don't think any of those things had to do with football, but... We all had fun, didn't we? Oh, good. So we see Ben Davidson, 88, goes over and Hammond says, let's ease up up just a bit. We don't want it too lopsided. (laughs) So do we think Houlihan is going to have a nervous breakdown before? I know. (laughs) She's like way into this football scene. She is way into it. And it's funny to me, too, because she wasn't even supposed to be here originally, right? Yeah. I think this is a case of, well, she's still in the movie, so we need to still have her here. But what would she be doing? Well, she's the head nurse. So she can be head cheerleader too, right? Right. Uh, yeah, and I love how she still like kind of has her uniform on. And the other <laughs> cheerleaders have like, you know, they've gone to the effort to have some t-shirts made and, you know, mm-hmm. they're wearing skirts. And they have, the mo- they have more of a cheerleader look than, yes. than Hulahan, who to her credit has put in some kind of nice headscarf. <laughs> her little like hair ties. Right, it's like it's like her sports dress down version of Margaret, I guess. Right? Like, <laughs> Margaret's sporty look. It, it's got a little bit of a Rosie the Riveter um feel oh, to it a yeah. little bit. That's a really good point. I wasn't feeling this look, but I like that. Even though like you compare her to okay, so not that she is the assistant coach, but she's kind of acting like she is Blake's assistant coach in a way, even though so she's supposed to be like the, the history leader, right? And she's like the worst because she's freaking out more. More than like the actual coach, but mm-hmm. um, I like how Hammond's aide there, who still has no name, uh, yep, and will never have a name, uh, <laughs> is like totally like in the full Colonel flag. <laughs> Every time the I contrast s- between Houlihan and Aid right. is quite sharp. <laughs> it's quite sharp. I know. Every time I see that Aid, I'm like, it's Colonel. I mean, it's not Colonel Flag, but it could be. Do we think he was an inspiration? I wonder. Did whoever first write the character of Colonel Flag have this look in mind? Like, <laughs> hey, we should steal that look. It's a, it's a good look. 
No one in the TV show has used this look yet, and it is a missed opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Someday we'll get to that, and we'll figure out who created the character of Colonel Flagg. How's that? Okay. (laughs) That'll be exciting. Because I love hate Colonel Flagg almost as much as I love hate Frank Burns, so. Whoa! I do. Minute 99, you're dropping bombs! Dropping bombs! (laughs) Can we use that phrase on this show? <laughs> oh. Folks, don't worry. No drum, no, no bombs are being dropped right no, now. Not, I promise. I mean, there might be some bombs coming up, but not right now. Not here. Not, not here. now. Not now. The Fat Boy Slim hit. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> we totally forgot about that. <laughs> oh, man. When he used to be a thing. Oh, man. Anyway. Uh... He's not anymore. Wait. No. Never mind. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm cool. I can't think of anything he's come out with as of late. He played at the opening for the London Olympics, which, as I say that out loud, I realize was not as recent as it feels in my brain and heart. It's actually many years ago. Uh, Tierney, he still does, he still tours. Yay! Oh, cool. Well, and you know what? Um, It's slightly later, but not by much. Jack Johnson's apparently coming out with a new album. Oh, really? I follow him on Instagram for the surfing pics, and he just had an announcement like, here's the single album dropping whenever. Huh. The 2000s are coming, 90s are coming back? Is that what you're saying? It keeps going. It keeps going. First they gave us back scrunchies, and now I'm getting my music. And Uggs. Uggs are coming back. No. Yeah, they are. ASOS just was like, hey, ASOS with Uggs. And we redid the Uggs. And I'm like, they still look like Uggs. You made them slightly shorter, but. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I am all for a comfy shoe that is basically a slipper, but is socially acceptable to wear outside your house. Like, I have family in Maine, and that's a whole genre onto itself. But Uggs, really? Yeah. Come on. They, they, it's, it's, uh, uh, yeah. There are better ways to do that genre. There are much better ways to do that genre, yes. Anyway, this has been Fashion Watch this with Megan Tierney. There's, uh, I do love that we kind of went into Fashion Watch. We talked about Mulcahy's hat, Radar sweatshirt, Houlihan's look, the AIDS look. Right. We've got to name him. Ugh. Ugh. All right. Oh, I hate calling him just the aid. The aid. Maybe his first name could be Aiden. Oh, that would be nice. Though, to be fair, isn't it kind of refreshing, though, that there is a male that doesn't get a name? Like, he gets the same <laughs> kind of, like... I, mean, I guess Alvin would point that out, right? Like, well, you know, I mean, we didn't give him a backstory or a name either, so... I'm not sexist or whatever. <laughs> I know, but I just reread the quote where he talks about how this film is about insanity. So I'm feeling very charitable toward Altman right now because that made me feel a lot better about how we're slowly losing our minds analyzing it. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's designed for that. Oh, okay, cool. We're on the right track. <laughs> All right. Well, Duke is not on the right track. <laughs> I may not know much about football but i know this is not a good luck the minute you make a little circle you've you're in trouble you're yeah (laughs) maybe that's why i don't like watching pro football like so much of it is just sack the quarterback now and i'm like that's not fun yeah that gets boring to watch right it's like it gets super boring to watch do stuff run about that's why i like watching this even though i feel bad for him because (laughs) you just kind of know it's not going to end well but that's next minute's problem that's next minute (laughs) If you have enjoyed this ridiculousness, you'll probably like the other 98 minutes we've recorded so far. Some with guests, a couple just the two of us. 
some with guests named Captain Tuttle. That was fun. That was fun. But yeah. In, if in you this... don't get that reference, you should watch a certain episode called Captain Tuttle. The episode might just be Tuttle. I think but... it's Tuttle. No, it is. It is Cuddle. You'll find it. We have to figure out before we finish this podcast if we're going, if when we're going to continue on and do some television show talk. Yeah, because we do talk about it a lot. We should probably think about that. We should all go home and think about that tonight and then regroup tomorrow for another episode. And, and we did just get followed on our Twitter account, which is Mash Minute. Just got followed by the Mash Matters podcast, which is the podcast that Maxwell... Jeff Maxwell. Jeff Maxwell, right? sorry. I, I almost said Maxwell Jeff. Um, Jeff Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm in the army, comma. Aww. It's his podcast that he does about Mash. And I was like, say what? We just, what? Aww. It was exciting. Maybe that's just me. But I was excited, too. It was not just you. It might have been just us, but it wasn't just you. Yay! Which is also a fun podcast. And they mostly talk about the TV show for obvious reasons. But it was still exciting. Yay! They're going to have Loretta Swit on soon, girl. <gasps> okay, okay. I know, I know. I still have. I have saved. I have not listened to the episode of Clear and Vivid with Alan Alda, his podcast. He had a little mini reunion. Yes. Where they talked about MASH. I have been saving it. When this podcast is done, I will let myself listen to it. Oh. It's just chilling in my phone, it's, it, waiting for me to finish. It's good. 